We are live. It's 3.35 p.m. 9.35 p.m. BST in the UK. It is the Nomad Tech Project with Sam and Joe coming to you here on Father's Day. It's June 19th, 2022. And if you are paying attention to the stream uh, live, you will see that we have a special guest. We have Mike. Team VVRY is in the chat. He's decided to join us and, and take time and come in here to this craziness we call the Nomad Tech Project and answer some questions. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. It's been our pleasure. We've been wanting to get some guests on that uh, we had never really spoken to before. And uh, we really appreciate taking time out. Realize that, you know, 45 minutes of your life, you're never, ever going to get back. So that's okay. So how are you doing this evening? I know in the UK, it's kind of, is yeah, Father's Day a big deal for you and your family? Or is it not a big deal? Or how does well, that, um, how does holiday? Well, it's just me and my wife here. And we don't have a kid yet. So I don't really celebrate Father's Day, although I did greet my dad, but he, th- my parents are back home in the Philippines. So okay. yeah, it's just me and my wife here right now. Cool. Well, good deal. Eventually, you know, it's, it, at least you didn't say like, yeah, we don't have any human children, but we have a dog. So we're dog parents. It's like, <laughs> oh God, if I, if, if owning a dog was as easy as owning children, I think everybody would have a dog. Right <laughs> so having kids is a little bit, as Joe and I can attest to, um, yep. it's a little bit more challenging when they're humans. Yeah, they talk and walk. And, uh, yeah, a lot of kind of stuff. Dogs just, you know, they just lick your face and chase the stuff. So they well, do other things as well, Sam, but um, we'll get into that. Right, exactly. Well, then they get older and then they turn like 21, like my daughter's doing in October, and then all bets are off. It's crazy. So, but anyway, so if you are for anybody listening to the show uh, either today or post, hopefully you have a good Father's Day. Hopefully, um, like, I expect when I tell my daughters, um, I say, you know what? I just want 24 hours of peace. Please don't let me have to program anything. I don't want to restart routers. I do not want to clean the car or cut the grass. I just want to vibe for 24 hours. Can I just, can dad have one 24 hour day where I can have some peace where I'm not having to manage or fix or any of that kind of stuff. And usually they're, they're pretty good. They, uh, they usually give me what I asked for if, if it's just only for one day. So it's not hard. Just one yeah. day. <laughs> Joe, and I agree. Neil, Joe is looking fresh. Funky fresh, as a matter of fact. I had so. a fresh cut from a new job. Right. And then he said he was leaving drinks. And I didn't know what he meant. So if you're all, if you're British, I'm sure you know what that means. Me, I was like, leaving drinks. And then if you want to explain yeah. that to people who aren't in the UK, leaving drinks was what exactly? Celebrating leaving and starting a new job. We call it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a going away or a happy hour kind of thing where everybody goes to the pub and has yeah. Wine. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's it. Yeah, they actually had one for my wife that because we recently moved to London, um, she started a new job here, but before she left her old workplace, so her coworkers invited her for the leaving drink. So yeah, they it's pretty much the same. It just drinks. It's a done thing at a club with, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just, had, I had just never heard the phrase. I was like, leaving drinks? What are you talking about? No, I know. And see, you learn something new every day. So, you know, and that's what happens when you do podcasts with people from the UK. You start picking up on stuff. Learned and then you start to practice. say stuff, and then people look at you like you're an idiot. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I get my slang twisted, so it's all screwed up. So, well, uh, so right or Mike, what are you, uh, so what's your channel about? Like, what, what got you started? Why do you do what you do? a little bit of your backstory. So people who maybe aren't familiar with your content and your work and what you do, can you kind of give us all the, the, uh, the overview of, of, of Mike and uh, your channel and your, and your life? Uh, yeah. So um, basically my channel nowadays is mostly about tech. Although if you, if you do go to the channel, it's, 
you see a lot of Pixel videos, but I do also a lot of other tech videos. So you'll see headphones on there or wireless earbud stuff, or maybe even some non-Pixel tablets. Mm -hmm. And I, I started this channel back in 2018. So okay. I had just left the job at the time and I had some free time while waiting for my applications. And I've been a long time watcher mostly of tech videos on YouTube. So, you know, pocket stuff, Android authority and channels like that. And I said, I guess it would be fun to start my own. So I had, I took my wife's camera and just started shooting videos and editing on my, on my computer. And I guess the channel really grew from there. But the thing is the first two years, uh, the channel didn't see much growth because I had a full-time job then. So around the same time that I started the channel, I got I got a new job around the same time. So yeah. it was a full-time job. So I really had little time for making videos. Videos back then, maybe I'd put maybe like two videos per month. At the end of the year, I had like um, maybe 10 or 12 videos. So it wasn't really, I guess it was more of a hobby back then. Mm -hmm. So the growth was really slow. And then we moved to the UK. Um, my wife got a job here and then COVID happened. So everything was on lockdown. We were pretty much stuck at home. And I said, I'll just work on the channel during this time. So uh, the time at home, I was able to put out more videos, more content. And the channel just grew from there. And yeah, I can say that as far as the channel goes right now, it's it's more of a full-time thing now where I can't afford to just like put two videos per month. Like if I go by for more than a week without posting a video, it's the, it really affects the performance of the channel. So yeah, right now it's a full-time thing for me hmm. and yeah. Well, that's cool. Like I said, and, uh, yeah. And then, you know, the funny thing is, you know, how, how COVID impacted either negatively or positively yeah. creators. Right. So some people who maybe had channels that were going and then they had some, you know, disruption, but I, I know, I don't want to say that, that the growth is artificial, but a lot more people were at home. So they had more time to watch yeah. videos because they weren't going to work and doing all those kinds of lockdowns. So what would you say that that growth has sustained? So those people who had maybe added to your channel kind of engaged and like, okay, I got to 3,500 and that's where I've kind of been. So it wasn't like a, a COVID bump, I guess, is, I guess it's the best way. Have you, what have you seen I as guess, far as your metrics? Yeah, I guess the lockdown really had something to do with it because there were, I think there were, there's a lot of views recently, but there were also, I think, proportionally more views back then. So with people now going back to work and being less at home often, I guess it's it's affected the performance a bit, although it's it's growing slowly, like not as okay. fast as I'd like it to be or not as fast as other new channels, but there's still some growth, thankfully. And it's funny that you should ask me, Sam, about like how I started YouTube because like back in 2011, I think, I think that was officially my first YouTube channel. It was like um, just clips of video gameplay and like this really bad, badly recorded footage of me trying to explain the PlayStation 1 <laughs> oh, and yeah. the Nintendo oh, DS. Video. Right. Stuff so, like, what's this ancient stuff this guy's doing? Ew, PS1. Yeah. <laughs> it's in like 360p and it sounds like it was recorded 
in an airplane or something. <laughs> and so right now there's a couple of videos of me around YouTube where it's really, just really bad. And yeah, I kind of, that one was more video game oriented because at the time I was watching a lot of like CGR Undertow or GameSpot IGN videos. And I thought, um, why not try it? But of course, um, this time around, I guess I could say it was a lot more serious this time yeah. around. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, and also that's that's a difficult, you know, because you know, you've got Twitch and all these streaming platforms. And yeah. so that, that, you know, I mean... <laughs> it's really hard, I guess, to do the video game. And and honestly, I guess this just shows I'm a fuddy-duddy, right? An old guy. But I'm like, I just remember when I was a kid when we all had a Nintendo and people would come over. Like, nobody wanted to sit around and watch somebody play Nintendo, like Excite Bike, right? If we were playing a game together, sure, no problem. But if, like, nobody wanted to want to sit there. And now you have a whole very popular, very monetized, very engaged website yeah. that all it is is people watching other people play games. Mm -hmm. And I even asked my daughter, I was like, do people actually do this? And she's like, yeah, they really do, Dad. <laughs> I'm like, I, I can't think of anything more awful than sitting there watching somebody play Minecraft. I mean, I just, I, I like Minecraft. I think it's, it's cool. But wouldn't you just want to play Minecraft yourself? <laughs> you have access yeah. to it, right? It's like, I, I get it if you're trying to do something Right, and these people are doing really high level kinds of stuff. If you're like trying to figure out new ways to play the game, or but then you could watch a YouTube video if you had a specific "I want to do X thing in Minecraft." I'm yeah. sure if you search that and you Google, you could find hundreds I of videos that. about yeah. how to do the thing. Right, so if you need it, you know, and I don't know. So I still haven't figured out Twitch as a platform. I don't begrudge anybody who does it, and if you can make it successful, <laughs> cool. But I just I that, I've tried to watch it. I I did due diligence i actually tried to sit there one time and i was like yeah i can't i can't do this i got i got better things to do so that's that's a tough road to do the video games especially if you're not on twitch if you're just doing it like on youtube that's yeah. that that's a tough way to plow ahead you know especially nowadays and um so well that's interesting how the channel, awesome. yeah how the channel changed and how you and also look at your old stuff and going wow this is rough that, that yeah you grew up right? <laughs> fringy yeah that's okay that's how you grow, isn't it? By looking at old stuff like that. But I wanted yeah. to ask you, Mike, your journey from the Philippines and now you're in the UK, in London. Yeah, it's, it's, quite, an quite, interesting, a, uh, it's quite a life changer. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess, um, <clears throat> sorry about that. Uh, comparing to where I was back in the Philippines to now as a content creator, there's, I guess, personally, there's, uh, I found more opportunities here for content creation. Of course, yeah. it's not it's not going to be the same experience for everyone. Like <clears throat> some people back home in the Philippines that, are, of course, like have a hundred thousand subs or maybe even millions of subs with their tech channels. But I don't know. Um, I guess it worked better for me here. And it, yeah, it was in terms of like the trip itself is really um, a life changer because I just we grew up on this little island in the southwest part of the philippines and yeah it was quite a change moving from there to here to the uk and learning all this stuff and of course we we know about the uk from like tv and movies but to like actually live here and readapt and on how you go about things in the day-to-day -day with regards to work and of course the youtube gig it's been a very um eye-opening and interesting experience so far uh, the UK is lovely, though. Yeah. Of course, yeah, of course. Yes. We've experienced <laughs> Manchester and London. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and I was gonna say, and I, you said you lived in London. You, I don't hear it. You haven't been there very long because I haven't picked up an accent. Because sometimes it's it's no, interesting hearing about people to say. Who, are, who are non um, <laughs> Caucasian or non white people or whatever. Like you know, they weren't in European or the <clears throat> Americans. How he, you know, like like I uh, Master Wong. Like if you listen, <laughs> to he's got a very Chinese but real British accent, like mixed. Yeah, and it's kind of like this interesting <laughs> kind of like spin on it. It's like. I don't even think I know what he said. I think I know what he said, but it's, it's interesting. You don't, you don't hear a lot of that British accent or maybe some of the terminology <clears> comes <throat> first. So maybe it's more of the words that start coming first <laughs> and then the accent starts to slowly kind of creep in as you're there for longer. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It may be too late for me because um, <laughs> like I grew up, like we had cable TV. So there was uh, channels from the U S like a discovery channel, cartoon network, Nickelodeon. So I, I guess I kind of picked up the accent there. Right. We had some British programming like Mr. Bean, but then again, he didn't speak much. So. Right. Yeah. If your accent's just. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So it's, many of his manners. Talk, yeah. He talks like an American. <laughs> um, and I guess it's other people have like picked up on it whenever I talk to people here, like delivery, p delivery personnel. Or um, when I'm in a shop and people ask me like, "Oh, you're uh, are you American?" No, no, I'm not. Just it's from TV. All of this is from TV. <laughs> yeah, I think it's quite a common thing, though, isn't it? Sorry, learn, it's quite a common thing that people learn like American English from TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah oh, I my mom, my mom teaches uh, English, and she's a college professor, so. Oh, okay. So I guess in addition to the TV stuff, like she'd have me read these books as a child. So you also kind of pick up on the words. And yeah, it's, it's um, I guess you can say that both of those things are a factor with how I uh, relate to uh, relate to the world with my speech. Yeah. I've just got to yeah. mention a film to remind me of uh, Mr. Bean coming to America. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Great film. Like a movie with a painting. <laughs> yeah, with the, with the, with the face. It's like, oh, <laughs> I, I, yeah. In full and full disclosure, oh, I am a huge Mr. Bean fan. I love Rowan Atkinson. But the funny thing is, is I actually used to watch the Black Adder series. So, oh, like, good stuff. So I oh, love those. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. So I'm a huge fan of. Well, the funny thing is, we have a public broadcasting channel here, um, PBS, like you know. So they showed a lot of like. So I've seen, you know that kind of stuff you know ab fab was on here in the united states for a while so we we've got our share of, of of shows and then you know the original office was a british show it wasn't an american show right so um and i, I prefer mm -hmm. the, the the british version uh, of the office just because i guess it's the original it seems more genuine and authentic than <laughs> although the office the american version is pretty <laughs> is pretty good too i have to yeah um so that, yeah it's interesting how yeah it's so you came through work so i, I guess you know, so you're doing YouTube full time. Is that what I, how I understand what's going on? Or yeah, it was actually okay. my my wife's work that brought us here. And then okay. I just I I used to work at a university back where okay. back in our town. So it was the same university where I studied, and I got a job there afterwards. Okay. Of course, I had to leave that when we moved here. And Right now, um, in addition to the full-time YouTube thing, I also work for uh, two websites. So one is based here in the UK. It's uh, with geeky stuff that code that UK. It's a uh, 
it's a uh, I'm I'm writing with a uh, Paul Smith. He owns okay. the site, so shout out to Paul if he's watching. Top guy. Yeah, top yeah, guy. Big shout out guy. to Paul. And then there's also a uh, fan droid in the mm -hmm. U.S. with Nick yeah. Gray. So he hosts most uh, the fan droid videos. Although I've been fortunate enough to make like one video so far with each channel. So right now, in addition to YouTube, I am working with geeky stuff in Fandroid. And to be honest, it's really, I do enjoy what I'm doing right now. Like I've always, um, I've always um, aspired to work in the, in the tech journalism industry. Mm -hmm. So covering, um, in addition to like reviewing phones, like coverage, event coverage, or just plain news writing. It's a lot more fun and a lot more interesting than, a white, than what I used to do back in the Philippines. I'm not, uh, no diss to my old workplace and my old workmates, but right. I feel that this is a better fit for me. Yeah. The, it's your passion. Yeah. I was going to say, it's kind of hard to compare working at a university <laughs> to being a tech journalist. I don't, I don't think those even have a comparable yeah. thing. It's like, I mean, unless you really like working in <laughs> academia, I mean, which I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people yeah, who I, do, but comparably as far as like, possibility of enjoyment of your job i would think there's a lot more upside to the tech journalism space than it would be to working at a, at a, at a university or a small college or yeah. high school yeah um the i guess the similarity that between my between what i do now and the old job is that um, back in the university i did work at their public relations office so they needed okay. the guy to do the newsletters so it's still like writing in news articles and just doing the magazine stuff but yeah, um, I guess that's the biggest similarity. But now it's, of course, it's about tech full time. So, cool. Yeah. Well, I I cannot do this full time, and Joe and I can't. We can't leverage the channel and our and our and our, and our, our podcast. We are we are. Oh, yeah, if we could try, and we would earn about zero dollars a month. So it's okay. We it's more of a, a love for us and a passion. We just like having people mm -hmm. on and having the. Experience. That may surprise people like how professional we are and everything. But um, yeah, we're not full time guys. Right, professional. Mm, I don't know that. that Sam Studio. Yeah, Sam Studio. I don't even know where that came from. I I listened to that last week. I was like, "What in the hell am I talking about? I am out of my head." <laughs> oh, geez, it was terrible. It's, it, that's what I'm saying. That's what happens when you don't have a professional radio person. Yeah, yeah, things just come out. Now I'm not scripting any of this stuff. So sometimes things come out like Sam Studios. Really, that's what you're going with? Oi, <laughs> good lord! Not a not a great cool. time in radio. Yeah, it's cool. like. Yeah, it's fine. So. Obviously, you're writing for you know. Mike, I assume um, you when you Android. Watching. I'm sorry, Joe. Yeah, Joe was asking something. Oh, well, everyone's froze for a second. Then, oh. yeah, I was going to say, um, when you was growing up watching American TV shows, what was your the shows you watched then? Like, oh, what was your favorites? Well, as a child, mostly Cartoon Network, um, but also we had okay, stuff yeah. like that. National Geographic or the Discovery Channel, of course, MTV. Basically, oh. whatever was available on the local cable stations. So pretty much, I guess, a lot of the popular, I guess a lot of the yeah. TV channels back in the day that shaped pop culture mm -hmm. as we know it today. Like, we had access to that. Although, in um, of course, it was a bit limited. Uh, yeah, I'd have to say that around that, yeah. You got to see what they wanted you to see. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. and and the funny thing that I know about, at least from the American side of the Philippines, the, the Philippines and the and the United States have kind of had a real kind of interesting connected relationship. It's it. I know a lot of people who I know they have military installations in the you know and that kind of thing. But yeah. I, I really it, but the Philippines isn't just. I mean, it's not like Guam or anything that's like an American protectorate. But I know the United States and the Philippines have had a pretty good relationship as far as their governments have been concerned. Um, and, the United, and, I, and I remember when I was a kid, I, I was old enough to remember Ferdinand and Isabella Marcos and the whole, you know, the whole, all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's so I'm, you know, for people who are my age kind of know all that. So, you know, um, the Philippines is something that's known to American culture and American people. We kind of, are, you know, it's one of those countries that's like, where is that again? Most people may not know where it is, but it's it's talked about things that happen in the Philippines in the United States as far as news and stuff are, mm-hmm. are kind of covered more than maybe another country would. So they're, they're you know the Philippines isn't kind of an unknown commodity to most Americans. They they know of it and they've heard of the country and they know of the people um, and that kind of thing. So it's interesting how yeah they're kind of connected sort of yeah it's kind of weird yeah there's like a definite relationship between the two countries like in terms of. Uh, economics or pop culture or even just like a, um i guess how one i guess how the u.s culture has penetrated and shaped and affected the uh, general um, filipino pop culture in in past years and i see there's a question like mike what cartoons were you into Oh man, um, I guess a lot of the Cartoon Network stuff, like Dexter's Lab, Krisha Curly Dog, uh, SWAT Cats, stuff like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess if you if you ask like a lot of '90s kids what they were into, I'd probably have the same answers. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon so. So you're work you're doing work with Android. So I'm assuming you're an Android user. And I guess my question is: before you, have you always been, or were you like part of like? Did you have Windows phones? Did you have like, you know, other other older devices like Palm and those <laughs> kind of things? Like, what's your engagement as far as like your your tech, mobile tech engagement from mm-hmm. years past? Well, I guess <clears throat> well, be, like with everyone else, I did use a lot of uh, feature phones, the keypad phones back in the day. But the first touchscreen phone that I owned was the uh, samsung champ it was mostly marketed in like uh, developing countries so it mm. it wasn't it didn't really run an android it had touch on it it was really basic it had a 2.4 inch display and the and it wasn't real. it wasn't even a uh, capacitive touch screen it was one of those resistive screens that you have a tiny pen and you have to really put pressure on the display <laughs> you had to like really yeah. kind of hit it pretty good or push it real hard yeah yeah and then uh, one time, I think I walked into a store, and one of the salespeople were like, uh, "Would you try? Would you like to try this? It's the Samsung Galaxy Y. It runs an Android." And I was thinking, "Oh, it's just the Android I've heard so much about." So I got the phone, and it was really, it's very uh, different in a great way. So it was really fast, at least for the time. It was faster than the feature phones I used, and so. And eventually I discovered that, wait, there's more Android phones. So there's better Android phones. So eventually um, having discovered this um, new world, I got to try different devices, I guess. But a lot of them were just like really budget phones. Like I was so broke college graduate at the time who still lived with mom and dad. So it was mostly budget stuff. Uh, There was also a time 
So I started and using Android around 2012. And around 2014 to, I think, 15, I used Windows Phone. Mm. Um, I had a friend who lived in the States who came to visit regularly. So one time he visited, he had a Samsung Focus S. He was like, and he was like uh, showing it to me and he showed the features like, uh, so I fell in love with the, with the user interface in Windows Phone. And the uh, AMOLED display on the phone that he had really showed the best of what Windows Phone could be in terms of visual appearance. So after that, I, I did get a Lumia, but again, it was one of those budget Lumia models. And I think around 2014, 15, I think around 2016, when Android phones started to like falter or like Microsoft wasn't really paying much attention to it, uh, I went back to Android and around 2017, I did get an iPhone. So I wanted to try out iOS for some time. So it was the iPhone 6, uh, which was old by then. But during that time, uh, I think Apple released a special 32 gig version of the iPhone 6 to like Southeast Asian markets. Okay. So they were offering it on contract. So I decided to grab one just to try out iOS. And yeah, the differences between Android and Windows Phone and iOS based on what I was able to use were like, there were some similarities, but essentially they were different operating systems with different strengths. Being that, um, I guess out of the out of the three, Android was the most open. I could customize my Android phones with different user interface elements. And as for Windows Phone, Windows Phone was just really I just love the interface on Windows Phone. It was really smooth. Um, my Windows phones had really um, bad hardware, as some would say, but they really ran well despite the uh, low specs. And with iOS, it was just, um, I guess iOS was really, um, really worked best in the in an ecosystem because around the same time I got the iPhone, I was working in a different place and they had, they had me use a Mac computer. So I often used, I often connected my iPhone with their Mac. But after a few months of using iOS, I kind of missed Android. And that was in 2017. And around the time, I think Google was pushing Android 1 where they would like partner with um, different phone manufacturers and brands to offer like Android phones with essentially like the poor man's pixel. You get these Android phones with specifications <laughs> and software that were from, that were up to Google standards, but they were more affordable. So I got one of those Nokia Android one devices because I did miss Android. And yeah, I've been on Android ever since, but I never really Good got man. to use a pi Yeah. <laughs> I never really got to use a Pixel until I moved to the UK because um, Google hardware was really hard to come by back in the Philippines. So it was, it was rare to see Nexus devices or Pixel devices in the Philippines, especially in the small town where I lived. But uh, when I moved here, um, I think after a month of staying here, I was like, I need to get a Pixel. So I searched. Uh, <laughs> I got one through a carrier. I think it was EE. So it was the Pixel 3a. And I've been on Pixel ever since. I do have some other phones that I use. Sometimes I switch to them just to change things up a bit. But uh, essentially, my daily drivers have always been Pixels for the last couple of years. 
yeah, so that was pretty long, but no, no, it's, yeah. it's just funny. And the, that was the thing I liked about Windows Phone, the interface for sure. But the fact that Windows Phone really ran on inexpensive and very low powered and yeah. low spec hardware. You know, you had some of the 530 and the 430 devices that had like a, a yeah, gig of RAM and it just it ran fine. I mean, it, it, yeah, it might have been a little slower, but it, you didn't see such an impact on there. And like I said, I and I, I although I liked Windows 10 mobile. My favorite was Windows 8.1, the Metro UI and stuff. Yeah. I just, I cannot, again, I was one of the few people that literally was like, they'll have to shut this thing totally down <laughs> before I stop using it. And I still kind of use it. So it's fine. So that's one of my requests. Yeah. I never use the Windows phone. Oh man. It's again, and, and again, it's always it personal magical. preference. I understand that people weren't into it, but I, I, you know, and it's not for everybody, but man, I can tell you out of all three, if Windows phone was, if I could get half of the apps and Windows Phone was fairly viable now, I would never use anything but a Windows Phone. That, and then, yeah, a lot and of people say that. Yeah, I just, I just, I really liked it. No, granted, that doesn't mean, again, and you say that, and here's the thing it's like, you know, both things can be the same and both things can be true. Although mm. I would really like to use Windows Phone, doesn't mean iOS and Android suck. Okay, those are not, no. those are not no, universal yeah. statements, right? A lot of people hear that and they say, oh, well, then you must hate iOS. No. I like iOS. It's just, and I have one for work. My work device is, a, is an iPhone. I got a 13 finally. Yay. Cause I was using an iPhone eight trying to run teams and good luck with that. It would <laughs> wow. be like dead in an hour. And I like, I have to be on teams calls all day. And it's like, Oh, can I charge it? So, um, so I got a five phone 13. So I got a brand new one, but so I use it for work. I, I enjoy it. It's okay. And I have my windows phones and I still use those every once in a while. And then of course my daily drivers, my duo, and in my pixel and speaking of my duo i don't know if anybody in the chat has noticed because i won a contest so a gentleman that who does a channel this is really good scary if literal so shane Craig, oh yeah, yeah. Shane. yeah. shout out to yeah. shane shane's an awesome dude and he does a lot of duo and foldable and just great content well he had a contest about give me a reason why you should get this no rev case and i'll send it to you well i won it the contest and i finally got my no rev wow case nice. dude it's Same so thing. awesome yeah. it's it smells it's still got the like leather smell. And it's, I, I will tell you though, that um, it puts a little weight to the phone. I mean, it's not exactly an easy to, device to use, but the, the case puts a little bit of more weight to it. It's pretty, and the only thing I don't, the only thing I can't stand is you can't fold it all the way back. Oh yeah. Because the leather. Yeah. But what's cool is I've learned to just carry it like this. So now I just carry it kind of like this instead of holding the phone like this. I don't, my hand doesn't cramp as much. It looks goofy as shit, but who cares? I don't, when you're not carrying it like that, you're carrying it next to your nose, sniffing it, like you right, said. Like, and they're like, you're a weirdo. I go, yeah, and it's not the case. I yeah, love it. But yeah, I mean, it's it's the quality of this case is so good, it's stupid. It's like, it's it, for the do, and I know they realize they make other devices, uh, cases for other devices and, you know, folios and the, but I mean, I, I got this with the patina and everything. It's so awesome. I mean, it's, I, I don't know if I would spend $185 because um, my wife had stroke, but it's just like right now it feels like, you know what? It feels like a little, like a pocket book. Like if you had like a little book you'd read or like a, it, yeah, it's got a leather belt. Little, yeah, it's got a proper classy leather feel to it and it's it's fantastic so if you want to check out what they've got it's no rev and it's you know they're very no. good but these are handmade so mine took it took like two oh. and a half months to get because it was custom made and i got the patina and the craftsman made it but I, I ever since i've had it i mean it's it's phenomenal it's really it's really, really and no, it's not a sponsor, right? that is just genuinely sam saying check them out we do have a sponsor however yeah well extreme skins 
Streets.co.uk. Yeah, if you got to check them out. Yeah, you know, there's other people that maybe do skins and they might be fine. We're not going to mention them on this channel because we don't do that. But if you are looking for something that maybe you don't want a case and maybe you want to change the color of your phone and protect it and do it style and class and save a few dollars over these other ones, check them out. Extremeskins.co.uk. They got a great selection. You don't have to live in the UK. I clearly don't. Um, just because I was born here in the United States, I'm just too lazy to move. And, you know, I don't like traffic. And I heard the M25 is a bitch. So I'd rather just stay in the United States. Right? And plus, I want to have my, I want to bring my Mustang with me. And I don't know if I could drive that in the UK because I don't think I'd be able to park it anywhere. Although I'd get some. Probably not, no. They don't sell Mustangs in the UK, do they? Do they, really, do they sell that car in the UK, by the way? Can you buy a Mustang uh, in, the, in the UK? Probably. Probably buy whatever you want on the black market. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you need, yeah. So anyway, if you're looking for a really good device to protect, look at, make it look good, check them out. They ship everywhere in the world. Competitive prices. Fantastic gentlemen and ladies that work there. Check them out. Extremestudents.co.uk. We don't have any special codes, but it's already pretty inexpensive. You can get it done. And tell them we sent you. We'd really appreciate it. Mostly Gaming's got a code on his Twitter. So if you want to get a code, check him out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And they do all sorts of giveaways and cool stuff. They're really good folks. I, I've had a couple interactions with them and I've emailed them and they're they're awesome. Get it out quickly and quality stuff. So Mike, check them out. Mike's got a Pixel 6 um, skin I sent him. What's your thoughts on it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, Joe sent it and I shot a lot of B-roll with that skin on because it looks so, it looks it so looks nice good. in camera. I think nearly all my Pixel 6 videos on the channel have shots featuring the skin. It's just really nice, especially when you close up on the phone and you see like how the light hits the carbon fiber. Yeah, sharp. It's a really good quality like, oh. skin. I'm really impressed. Yeah. 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 And Definitely. they're also really nice people. Maybe, maybe the other people, the other companies are maybe nice, but they're not as nice as those, those folks. They're really awesome. Yeah. So check them out. Go to their website. There's use code Tyler for four 15% off. There you go. Even better. So you can give Matt some, uh, use his code and get some love and get you some skins. All sorts of colors, all sorts of phones. Check them out. And also, they also do stuff like Steam Deck and your PS5, PS4. They yeah. do, uh, they do all sorts. Yeah. And if you mess up the PS4 skin, they'll make fun of you, like publicly on Twitter. It's awesome, by the way. So they'll, <laughs> they'll put you out there. And that's fire because, you know, that's all good. Yeah, but they're they're good. they're good folks. And then also want to give a shout out to the purposely pixel team, uh, Neil and all those guys and Lenny. Uh, they, they decided to um, host this show on their channel. And we are very appreciative of that. So you should check them out too. You know, if you're interested in pixel content, that's where to go, right? Purposely pixel, but they also do other phones and Joe's on there and people make content about not just pixels, but all sorts of stuff. So it's, it's a good list. Yeah. You should check them out and watch their videos and give them some subs and, and give them some likes and let them know that you really care about their content because they're doing it uh, for, for the benefit of everybody to get on some that, that note, man, Mike here does some very good pixel content. I know. And I really Thank think you. you should be Team Pixel, to be honest. Google, yeah. are you listening? Yeah, Team Pixel. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, get, give him some love because, yeah, I've, I've watched some of Mike's videos and they're like, wow, these are really, really well made. I mean, I, I, I know I couldn't do that because – I, I guess my phone. biggest regret with the Pixel videos is that I didn't have the earlier phones. So I started with the Pixel VA and the 4A and everything after that. But I didn't get to to I didn't get to use the earlier Pixel 1, 2, even the 3. 
it was mostly the A models. I didn't even get to use the five, I think. So hmm. I, I, I really need to feature those on the channel at some point. Yeah, yeah, like the five, though, yeah, the theme like the five was kind of like, I don't want to say the forgotten pixel, but it kind of fell mm -hmm. between the 4A and the 4XL. And then you had the six, it, the five kind of in the 5A, it kind of got, I don't want to say forgotten because yeah. I don't think that's a, a proper way because it shouldn't really have. It's a quality phone, but it seemed like that of all the devices, that one kind of, you didn't, I don't know a lot of people who say they, they're rocking a five. You have a 5A, like oh, a 4XL. Right. I mean, and not saying anybody, but I mean, of all the, of the phones, you would have thought that, you know, every other phone kind of, you know, everybody's really a big fan of the 4XL because I know Dan had a 4XL. And, but it's, it yeah. seemed like the five kind of got, of all the phones, it kind of seemed like it got kind of squeezed out of that lineup for some reason. And I, it's kind of a shame because it was a really pretty good, solid device, I thought. Yeah. I think a part of that has to be. This is, this is just my personal opinion. I think the, the fact that it had a Snapdragon 17 series chipset, it's like mm -hmm. a lot of people are saying, oh, it didn't come with an 18 <coughs> series chipset. It came right, with a yeah. mid-range chipset. It's not going to be able to hold up against the S21s and the iPhone 12s. I guess that kind of talk from a lot of like um, opinions online, I think it, it affected the uh, perception of the Pixel 5 as far as the casual tech enthusiasts community goes yeah or just or just, just like, the, or, or just the casual you know consumer walking into a store who has an yeah. option to buy an iphone or a samsung or maybe a moto if they're looking for more of a budget device you know and maybe to the price point was maybe a little bit out of alignment with maybe somebody would you know mm -hmm. want to get a phone i know yeah. that the, the fives weren't i don't think they were expensive but they weren't exactly more of the affordable so what's why don't you mm -hmm. just wait for the 5a so it kind of like i said it just kind of it seemed like it just kind of fell into this little bit and that was the last you know, now that we've got the six, we've got a tensor chip, we've got a new camera design, we've got a new a redesigned phone. And I'll tell you this much, I don't know about in the UK, but in the United States, Google has been really pushing like TV advertisements. There have been tons. I mean, every yeah, same time, in the UK. yeah same. pixel this, and they talk about this, you know, the true tone. I mean, they Magic really are, yeah, all those things, right? They are really, I can't remember the last time where they really pushed it as hard as I've seen in the last probably six months or a year mm. as far as their advertising budget. They've really made a conscious effort for the Pixel 6 to really put it out in, in the marketing space. They really have done a really aggressive job at that. Well, let's put it out there. Why is Apple and Samsung so big? Well, oh, that's two, always been my argument. That's That has been my argument from the day one. And it's like, you know, Windows Phone, it was the phone that really was probably better but you never heard about it. That's why V. That's why Betamax lost out to VHS. That's why HD DVD mm -hmm. lost out to Blu-ray. Right? It mm -hmm. it was you know Betamax was a technically superior, and this is dating myself because we're like Betamax. Yeah, Google it, you'll figure it. Out, you know? But um, but the problem is, is like, but nobody ever heard about it. So it was one one got more traction, one got more visibility. It was in people's hands. It was like, well, why would I go with HD DVD when I have Blu-ray and I just I know what it does. Right? I, I know it works. I know the quality's good. Why mess with these numbers and labels and yeah. everything else? It's like, eh. And so one falls by the wayside, even if it's technically superior or even just a better overall platform. It, it doesn't really matter. It's kind of, and Samsung and Apple, I, I've made the argument for years. Apple doesn't even have to run an ad. They just say, hey, we know, you know, the 14 is coming out next year, right? Because that's what we do. Well, then we'll, we'll put the 14 in stores and then we'll just send out an email and we'll just put a banner up and poof. I mean, they'll sell yeah. millions of iPhones and they never have to run an advertisement ever again. I don't even know why they even bother with their, I mean, it's just a juggernaut at this point. Yeah, because um, they've, they've, they've essentially turned the iPhone and 
uh, maybe other uh, Apple products into like um, icons, pop culture mm-hmm. stuff. Because uh, even um, even in the Philippines, uh, iPhones were, I wouldn't say that they were, they were really popular, mm-hmm. but not everyone was able to afford them. So like you'd, um, even in this day and age, you still, you'd see people with iPhone 8s and iPhone 7s. And it didn't really matter that they were older phones as long as it was an iPhone. I guess that's the kind of reputation that Apple has built for themselves, which mm-hmm. I think really, I really got a hand to their marketing team. They mm-hmm. you know, yeah, they're how to, like present yeah. their product. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and like I said, they're they're they're. And here's the thing that you know anybody who really wants, and again, I, I and I say this with you know all understand that you know flames are going to come my way and I'm going to burn in hell for this. But you can't if you're an if you're an objective tech enthusiast, you cannot look at what Apple has done in the last 10 years and not have just been like, what? in order to take advantage of that situation and, and do everything they have done to be as successful as they are, albeit, you know, some of the, you know, some of the um, tactics might've been a little bit aggressive and they might've been, you know, maybe not consumer friendly. Um, you know, that argument can be made, but Apple's done a pretty good job and making iPhones, not just communication tools, but making them really lifestyle devices and shows that it's almost to the point of it's, it's more of a, it's a statement of, of your, I know privilege is not the way to put it, but it basically shows, Oh, you have an iPhone that clearly now you've become part of the in crowd, right? Now, mm-hmm. if you have an Android person, you have an Android phone. And if you're sitting in a group of people, you are definitely on the outside looking in just socially. And for, for a tech product to have turned, and it had made people go, oh, you have an Android? Well, you're a basic person, right? In order for Apple to leverage that is pretty remarkable um, in this day and age. I mean, like I said, if you sit down at a table and you're the iPhone users, you're cool. Right? It's almost like the old cafeteria when you're a kid, right? You're the kid that's the cool kid, right? And now uh, you've got your little Android phone. They go, oh, he's one of those people, right? Android people. <laughs> it's nice interesting. People. Yeah, and, and the funny thing is, and again, but if you if you look at it on its face, you know Android offers the more customization. You have different OEMs, yeah. right? You have different hardware specifications. Like an iPhone, you're going to get whatever Apple is giving you. And a lot of those people are, are because of the prestige and as as far as the iPhone, their use and they're so used to that ecosystem, they're they're okay with that trade off. That becomes a trade off. They're like, okay, I'm okay with the fact that I don't have difference about foldables and this. I'm okay with that because of 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 what it offers me and it's easy to use and I'm used to the OS. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, hell, look how everybody's excited about a lock screen change. Really? <laughs> I mean, come on. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. I'm glad they're listening to feedback, but I mean, it's like, man, these people are really amped up about a lock screen. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, you can change that for years on any Android or windows phone, but okay. Well, yeah. Well, thanks. Welcome to the party. Right. We've already been here waiting for you. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess, um, I guess uh, looking back, like in the Philippines, a lot of people, <clears throat> like, <clears throat> sorry about that. That's okay. Like I did mention that Apple was really popular there. Like if you had an iPhone, yeah, you were a popular guy. But a lot of people had Android phones because they're more affordable and they essentially just like offer a similar functionality in a way. You have a touchscreen interface, you have these apps, and you have a camera, you have a portable camera that you can take anywhere, use with Wi-Fi or internet. So for a lot of people, like, um, yes, you could get an iPhone. Yes, it'll be expensive. And yes, it will look great on you. <laughs> but 
but for a lot of people who were on the more practical side, I guess the uh, the Android route was the more affordable and more practical way to go. But yeah, going back to the uh, discussion a while ago, uh, yeah, Apple has really um, done a good a good job with like setting itself apart in terms of marketing. Yeah. Big time, yeah. Oh yeah, Jacqueline, um, nothing. What's it called? Nothing but tech. Yeah. She's done an interesting video um, saying about how they never have villains have their phones in films. Oh, yeah. Good guys. Phones well, in and the, exactly. And the funny thing is, too, is and, and I and I always tell people and it's funny because I notice this because once you get to be a, a tech enthusiast like we are, you kind of notice. But in up until like, I guess, a couple of years ago, a lot of TV and movies, you saw them using Windows devices. Right, yeah. And, yeah, and maybe and maybe they didn't show the screen, but the hardware you could clearly tell. It's like, uh, 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 I saw, I, I know for the show uh, House of Cards, you know that one about mm-hmm. the president. They all used Windows phones, and even sometimes they even showed them answering a call, and it had the good old fashioned Windows eight point one swipe up to answer. Had the big Metro UI. You're like, <laughs> I know it's stupid, yeah. but I, it's funny because my and my wife goes, yeah. <laughs> She goes, let me guess. That's a Windows phone, right? She likes to give me crap about it. But <laughs> but it's funny how you're right. I mean, it's those are placed very strategically. And that's what I've tried to explain to people is strat, Apple's marketing strategy is exactly that. It's a comprehensive strategy that, and a lot of that stuff is so subliminal and so nuanced and so simple that you don't even notice it. You know, and then the funny thing used to talk about subliminal advertising back in the day. They mm. would have you know, there were things in the seventies where they'd say that you know they'd have advertisements on TV, and out of the twenty four frames, two of the frames would have like "Go to the snack bar, go to the snack bar," right? <laughs> so they were they were actually there were studies that showed that that they were actually companies that were putting subliminal advertising in video ads because they would do that like at movie theaters they would go go to the snack bar, so like, I want to go get a popcorn, and they, right? <laughs> um, but they their their attacks. And I call them attacks, not in a negative sense, but their strategy is very that that villains don't have iPhone, right? No. Well, because it has a negative yeah. personification, right? I, no. Seriously, it's those little things that you don't even think about as a, as a consumer that just kind of happen in those, and that's extraordinarily smart and knowing who you're targeting. That is not accidental. That is there. They pay so, I mean, a lot of money. Google doing more advertising mm-hmm. this year. There's a big show in the UK called Love Island. And um, the contestants have got pixels this year. Oh, see, you see them on the screen a lot. Yeah, wow. I don't, I don't understand why Google hasn't made an attempt to like put those like sign contracts I, and put phones in the hands and get them. You know, <laughs> the, you know, it's like you know, what do they say? You know, if you can't beat them, join them, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, exactly. might as well. Yeah. And it's like Google's got a bunch of money. Why don't you start throwing it down the pipe? That's why I don't understand Microsoft's strategy with the Duo. It's like you have a really good device that is extraordinarily niche and maybe probably nobody know about it, but you know how many times I've used this in public and people are like, well, they immediately say it's a, a fold, right? That's immediately where they go. But then you show it to them. They're like, I didn't even know Microsoft made such a thing. It's like, thing is, Sam, like, yeah. If the guys on love Island had the duo, they'd break it. And oh yeah. It'd get sand and stuff in it. It'd be terrible. <laughs> but it was like, well, I can't do, I gotta use two hands and I can't do that. So I can't grab, you know, somebody, I can't, you know, can't grab a margarita or a cocktail and love Love Island. Really, Love Island. Oh, Seriously, Sam, it, sounds as, it sounds as awful as I think it sounds. It really does. It, it really is. They just sit around like talking crap all the time. Oh, um, God, I hate and it, it, 
thing. So they, they've got to try and find love. You know, on an island, island. <laughs> on an island with a pixel. Well, I mean, yeah. Sure. Okay. There actually but it makes it some. Uh, there's actually um, several episodes of Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they're using pixels. And, oh, yes. That's a, no, that yeah. is a good show. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, Frank uh, Danny DeVito oh. was using, I think, Illumia 520 at one point. I think Dennis was using uh, Pixel 3 at some point. I've seen a lot of pixels on there. And also, in uh, I think uh, The Dark Knight, um, Morgan Freeman's using a Nokia phone. Uh, okay. One of those Nokia touchscreen phones when they tried to infiltrate the uh, Chinese um, crime lord's business corporation building or something. Right. And I think in Man of Steel, they were using one of the guys in the newsroom was using a Lumia 930. Right. Great yeah, phone. So it's really. Oh, oh, I love the 930. I had a, yeah. I had the gold and black one. God, I love that phone. You know, the only thing about that phone that was terrible was if it was doing anything video intensive, dude, that thing was, it got, it would cook. The back of that, thing, it would it would have terrible thermals. But as far as like the phone size and its capability, yeah. dude, the nine thirty looked my, really probably nice. my favorite. Other than the fifteen twenty, I'm still that's my that's my favorite Windows phone of all time. I love the fifteen twenty. The most recent James Bond um, phone was a uh, Nokia, wasn't it? Yeah, I think oh, yeah. Had the, the Nokia was yeah. it the XR twenty. <laughs> I can't remember which one it was, but um, and the uh, in Hawkeye, the Disney Hawkeye series, everyone used like a uh, Pixel. So Jeremy yeah. Renner was using a Pixel. His family was using pixels. It's really I, weird to see, but it was yeah. cool to see as well. So, right. Yeah. I'm I'm just glad that it seems like Google has finally made a dedicated effort to really start to kind of do some marketing and kind of pushing their stuff because I think that's, you know, if you're if you're going to leverage the Pixel line, which it sounds like now, it sounds like Google's all in on Pixel. Like that's going to be like that's not just after the Nexus line when the first couple of Pixels came out, you really weren't sure if they were going to kind of say screw it we're done with this we've tried and it went nowhere i think they're all in on pixel now and the fact that you see these ads and you see that engagement tells me that google has made a a really hard push to try to get that to have some period of ios they realize they're a little bit behind but it's good to see that google's taking the time to really push the pixel line because it is a it's a solid phone hell i gave i gave my daughter the s22 ultra not because i didn't like it but i i missed the pixel i i wanted my pixel 6 back and then so she's like sure dad no problem but s22 that sucks yeah i know right i had to twist, twist her arm trust me it was very difficult for her to hand me that phone she goes yeah i'll totally take that s22 ultra <laughs> yeah i mean that, yeah, i'm sure that was a lot of cajoling i had to do not really yeah there's, <laughs> there's sometimes that like like the pixel really shines because my wife uses an iPhone 13 Pro, and sometimes when yeah, we're yeah, I saw your little thing was like, "Hey, we can guys can coexist." I saw the coexist. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, funny. Good. I thought it was really good, well, nicely played, sir. I'd like that. I'd like to that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's times when we're outside, and I go like, "Hey, let's take a portrait photo," and she's like, "Yeah, but let's let's take it on your pixel," because oh. there are times when the even when she had an iPhone 11 and I had the Pixel 3a, she'd prefer the portrait photos on the Pixel. Now that she has the 13 Pro and I have the 6, she still prefers the portrait shots on the Pixel. I think I think sometimes, I'm not sure, maybe this is just us, this is our experience, but there are times, of course the 13 Pro takes great photos, but there are times when like edge detection on the 13 Pro in portrait shots is a bit hit and miss. Right. So there's, in, I'm not saying it happens all the time, but during those instances she just goes for the pixel it's just a simple one tap point and shoot and voila yeah. you have a great looking portrait shot yeah and real time skin yeah. as well yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. That, that they have pushed that and it's really, really noticeable. Like it, I, I, I love the shots of the pixel. I will say that I do really like my daughter has a 13 pro max and the videos that the iPhone takes are really good. Like, Oh yeah. They're pretty phenomenal. I'm not even going to lie. I mean, I'm not saying that the pixel isn't as good, but I can tell you that I've seen her take videos with that 13 pro max. I'm like, wow, (laughs) that is a very, very solid capable device when it comes to video making it's really good but again i don't take a lot of videos so for me the pixel is fine i I enjoy the interface i enjoy Mm. the software i like the features i like the 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 feature drops i enjoy all that stuff i can Mm -hmm. run 13 betas and stuff and that's why i i prefer it and i just prefer android i just have and that's not a slide on ios you know but uh and that's why i keep my duo and then eventually i think they're going to skip this year on a Duo 3 if they make a oh. Duo 3, which is fine. I'm okay with that because I'm actually waiting to see there's the development putting a Windows 11 on the Duo original. And if that gets to a point where it's pretty solid, I might go pick up an old OG Duo just to throw Windows 11 on it. There's a pretty good video about them getting the orientation right. And he's working on drivers. It's it's a pretty cool little project. Obviously, you know, there's yeah, that would be- arguments about like, do you really want Windows 11? But I mean, Windows, Windows 10, they were running Windows 10 on a Lumia 950. Because the chipset was an arm, they were oh, getting wow. to run. Yeah, so it means like you. Everybody gives crap about these chipsets, but that's a Lumia 950. That's running a really old chipset, and it's mm-hmm. running Windows 11. <laughs> and I and I like Juan Juan Carlos Bagnell always talks about you have way more computing power than you believe, and you even really need for what you're trying right. to do. It's crazy how it's just funny. There he is. Hey, <laughs> Android, Android, absolutely. <laughs> well, with well, Windows Phone, eh, but it's gone. So really, I default to Android. But yeah, definitely not iOS. I'm an Android guy through and through, as you can, as you can see. I'm <laughs> I'm rocking the Android lifestyle. So I, you know, I, I just, I hopefully you won't be a stranger to the channel. We've had a great conversation. I mean, I I think your your channel is really good. And folks, if you Thank are you. not sub to it, please do yourself a favor. Here's the thing. It's free. You don't even cost you anything. Just even if you don't really watch his videos every time, you don't have to, you know, if you have a bell icon, cool, <laughs> but just sub to it and watch his channel. It's really fantastic. And he does a really good job. And he's also doing it for love of the game, right? He's not making That's millions really of dollars good. here. He's not Marquez. Probably, nope. Although you should take Marquez's masterclass on. Apparently there's a masterclass now. Yeah. I'm like, Dude. I'm like, really? But that's what happens when you, you have that kind of, I mean, Marquez is on Joe Rogan experience. We are not. So, you know, if you can do it, hey, man, rock out, you know, rock out with your cock out if you want to, man, it's all good. Um, but yeah, I saw he has a master class now on, I guess, video video making. So go check that out if you really want to. Or if you just want to have good content and have a good time and talk to people like Mike who are real solid dudes and just out there trying to get some channel subs and just make good content so you can give some have his feedback about it. You should check it out, you know, and then we, we'll put the links in the show yeah. notes as always. And, and Mike, it's been an awesome conversation, my friend. I really enjoy having you on. And like I said, thank, thank you. you for taking the time. I realize that you could be doing a lot of other things with your Sunday evening. So I really appreciate you, you taking the time to spend with us. It's been an honor, sir. Thank you. That's going to say the looking good. He's just not long moved in there. It looks. Yeah. Looking it's, I mean, such a, I mean, it's better oh, than my yeah. wife's office, but there's like lights and all sorts <laughs> of like, it's cool, man. It's looking pretty sharp already. Yeah. The thing is like, this is like half the living room is where I work. So, Oh, it's not really that's a good, good look. Space, it's so. definitely better than what we and Joe got. I mean, you can clearly see me and Joe aren't exactly, but it's uh, got the different color lights. It's pretty spiffy. I'm, I'm kind of digging it, man. Yeah, it's it's actually the same set of lights I used in a lot of my videos. So it's, yeah, I was thinking uh, that. Yeah, I, like, I 
occasionally move them around depending on what I need them for. So it's really convenient that way. Yeah. yeah, it's a good space. Like I said, man, it's really nice. sharp. And, and so uh, we, we continue to be fans and we will continue to follow your, your tech journey Definitely. as you as you put out content and, 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 and all those kind of things. Because the one good thing is phones are coming out still. You know, we got Thanks. pixels and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So luckily there's enough there's enough food being placed at the buffet. So we're, yeah, we're loving to see what you're going to put out there. And, and, and we're huge, huge fans of your channel. And Thank you always you. have, and you always have a, a place in the channel, just on the show. You want to come on and talk about what's going on. Please don't, don't be a stranger to the show. We, we'd love to have of you. Of course. Again. Yeah. And like Mike said, it does do written stuff on geeky stuff. Yeah. Check oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Check out geekystuff.co.uk and fandroid.com. Yeah. I also actually yeah. have my own website. So it's teamvry.com. I, some of my videos, I also post them there, but cool. in written format. So. Yeah, yeah we'll make sure we get we'll get work for. Yeah, we'll get all those links on there so that way people can enjoy your written content as well as your video content because it's good stuff. You should check it out, and we will make sure we will try to get that out to the masses, all all the masses. Thanks all a lot, people. Yeah. Well, Joe, anything else, sir? We got we're getting on that. We're closing in on that magic hour. Yeah. So I've got to say, Happy Father's Day to all the fathers that are not happy with us Father's anymore, Day, and the ones that are with us. Happy Father's Day. Absolutely. And so for myself, for Joe Hickey and Mike Team VRY, that is our show for this Sunday, June 19th, 2022. Thanks for coming by. For everybody in the chat, Aditya and Matt, and I saw Geeky Stuff and uh, Barry Johnson and all the regular folks, thanks for coming through, spending some time with us. Remember, don't forget to download this podcast. It will be available for download. You can listen to it at your leisure. That's how they say it in the UK, leisure. Leisure. Whatever. Leisure. <laughs> That's fine. Make fun of me. I don't care. Still call it so. That's whatever. So, you know, again, we love you guys coming in there and spending time with us. And we, we enjoy bringing, bringing the show to you. And it's a labor of love, but we continue to do it. We'll be back next Sunday. At this point, we don't have a guest. It might just be me and Joe, but you swing on by anyway. Hell, it might be a pretty good time. You might even enjoy it. Maybe you won't. I don't know. And if you won't, that's okay. You can leave some negative feedback and tell us how we suck. Well, how Joe sucks. That I'm just yeah. original. And if you want to tell me I suck, that's okay too. I'm, I'm I can take the criticism. It's fine. So that's again our show. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, sir. Welcome back. Welcome in. And please, please don't be a stranger, okay? Yes, for sure. All right. Take care of yourselves. Have a good week with your tech. We will see you next Sunday. Be good. Love you guys. Bye, everybody. See you, folks. Much love. Goodbye. <laughs>